All right, welcome to the MI Hunting Podcast. Thank you for tuning in as always. So this episode, I'm joined by Ryan, my brother-in-law, as we sit down and just kind of sit around and talk hunting, go a little bit about his background in hunting, how we got started, because uh, we really hadn't, you know, in all the years I've known him, I really hadn't sat down with him and, you know, had a long discussion about, you know, hunting with him. You know, we've we've short, shared stories and kind of, you know, talked about different things that happened throughout the season. Uh, but this is really the first time we've really sat down for an extended period of time and really dove into kind of his background in hunting and just some of his hunts that he's been on. So this episode was a long time coming. It was one I should have done long ago, um, but we finally got it, got it done. So as always, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, you know, sharing, you know, the, the spread of word of mouth, um, of you, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy this episode, uh, making sure you, you tell your friends that you share it on social media. That really does help. It you know, get, kind of get the word out about the about the podcast, and it just helps. You know, I really like to see it when I see that you know every week or every episode, there's a few more listeners, a few more people uh, tuning in. So I'm very thankful for everyone that does tune in um, and enjoys the show. And don't forget to head on over to mihuntingpodcast.com where you get the where you can check out the full array of content available, all the podcast episodes, videos, add a new page for a blog that's basically going to have different recipes and articles, uh, basically just kind of more of my experience, kind of diving in a little bit more deeply uh, than some of the topics even that we were able to discuss in a regular episode. Head on over to the shop, check out some of the logo wear and some of the other products available. And if you want to get a little bit more out of it, head on over to the join us tab, become a member. Your membership supports this show directly, as well as grants you special discounts on everything within the store, as well as members only content. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with Ryan. I am in, so let's go ahead and get into into the topics at hand because we do have dinner that's going to be waiting on us here if we take too long so yep um but again so thanks for coming on it's i know it's sometimes a little awkward to be like hey we're gonna right put a headset on you oh hey and there's the camera <laughs> that was the funniest thing i did the um the live stream yeah like one of the i think it was uh matt he didn't even know there's gonna be a camera until like 10 minutes before getting here oh. so he's just like wait what camera shy no, no, he was he did fine. Of course, the problem was too. I put him like right there, so oh. like, he was like right in front of the camera. <laughs> so like he kept trying to like scoot back, and Calvin's like, uh, like I I remember seeing that. Yeah, we're just like, <laughs> like no. Yeah, but no, I mean that was really fun. I mean, it actually I was so sweating it to make sure that everything worked properly. Yeah, because that was like the first time ever, especially trying to link it to like YouTube with all my equipment. It looked sure. good. I mean. I I watched it, you know, Parker and I were watching and it, it looked pretty good to me. Yeah. I didn't see any, any problem at all. The one thing I'll say is like, I now I understand why like all these podcast guys have like a separate like sound engineer or like producer or something like that, like off the hand, mm -hmm. like trying to like be host and be like the engineer. Yeah. It was so difficult, <laughs> but all right. But yeah, man, so let's get into it. I mean, I mean. I I don't think we've ever really sat down, like in a long form, and actually talk hunting. I know we've you know talked here and there about right. stories and like our experiences through different seasons, but yeah, 
you know, we've never really dove into or never really got like your perspective on like your upbringing and hunting and stuff like that. So okay. let's start out like how I like to start with most, you know, hunters I bring on the show, right? Sure. I just want to get like a hunter profile of, you know, where you start out hunting, some of your first, you know, memories of it. Mm. Um, so take it away. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, as you know, um, we go to, on to, um, our hunt camp, um, you know, and real, at a real young age, you know, I'd go with my dad, you know, when he'd, he'd go out and get stuff ready and bait and what have you. And, uh, I'd always ask to go and, um, you know, I guess that's, you know, kind of where I caught the bug, you know, and, you know, same with my dad, um, you know, hunting behind the house, he used to have a tree stand out in Hoosier out on state land. And, you know, I just remember always wanting to go with him to bait or, you know, help whatever, you know, wherever I could to, you know, help him get ready for the season. And, you know, always interested in, you know, if you ever shot a deer, I always wanted to go track it and, you know, just always been interested in in that and um you know fishing we would do quite a bit of fishing when i was younger a lot of a lot of ice fishing not so much you know out on open water um you know i'd fish on the river out on the boardman you know we'd go camping and um you know i didn't know what i was doing right throwing a line in the water and just reeling it right back in but yeah i got your worm and bobbers and oh yeah just throw it in and you know, whatever happened, happened. I don't know how many lures I lost in that river. I mean, <laughs> just constantly losing them. You know, I, I don't know how many Rapala lures are in that river for me, but I mean, there's probably their fair share. But um, I think I've only actually only caught one trout out of that river the whole time that I'd fished. And, uh, you know, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember growing up because um, my, uh, well, Later on, my my grandma um, bought some, basically brought some property down by the Platte River. Yeah. Me and my cousins would always fish there, and I think we've caught like I don't even remember what species it was, but some form of little trout or something like that. It was only like six inches long. Right. But like that, was, I mean, we fished there for years, and that's all we ever caught. We eventually, like every now and then, we'd see like the spawned out salmon. Like, yeah. Near the bank, we're like, hey, can we keep this one? Right. And my grandma's like, no, like, <laughs> you're not keeping that thing. It's half dead, anyways. Right. Yeah, they look pretty gnarly when they're on their way out. Oh, they, they definitely look bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's for sure. But yeah, and then aside from that, again, from getting my cousins, I don't know why I hunt, why I fish with them. Both of my cousins, I really have fished with in the past mm. have hooked me in some manner <laughs> so but um so yeah so you i mean so you were just that's pretty typical you know northern michigan kid thing your dad does this so you yep. go out with them yep now um when like did you start out you know bow hunting or just yeah going out to rifle season with them like when did you finally start to hunt um i think it was what i think 12 is when you can bow hunt if I remember correctly. And, uh, I remember we went to Gothiers and, uh, my dad bought me my first bow. It was, uh, a Hoyt magic. And I, I think I still have it. Really? Yeah. Um, it was a compound Hoyt magic and I was stoked just over the moon. Like, all right, I can do this on my own now. <laughs> like, and, uh, got set up in a tree stand behind my parents' house and, uh, just, loving every single you know second of it you know just I, I felt so independent like you know hey i'm out here you know this, you know and just sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing 
and then finally, you know, I think, I think it was my first season. Yeah. You know, I saw some deer and just, you, you get the, that first hunter anxiety and jitters or you're just, you know, <laughs> shaking when you see, when you see a deer and, you know, it, I don't even think it had to be a buck at that point. It was just like, there's a deer right there, you uh-huh. know, can I shoot it? And, you know, and I'd ask my dad, can I shoot that one? He's like, uh, I don't know. So when you're going out behind the house, then he was he was sitting right next to you. Then he would sit next to me, or he'd be um, he'd be uh, there was another tree stand he had. Um, I don't think we had walkie talkies at that point, but um, was it basically the same setup that's kind of back there now, where the one tree stand? Yeah, that you remember where that one tree stand was right when you went right across the bridge. Yeah, I think that tree's fallen now, but um, yeah, he had that tree. I mean, that tree stand was. That tree stand was kind of shady. Like he's like, "Don't lean forward, you'll fall. Don't <laughs> lean this way, you'll fall." And, you know, just sit still. Don't move. You know, the deer will come in. Just don't, just don't move. Just sit. And you know, it's just like, all right. And uh, so, I mean, it was a uh, a good start. You know, for for getting into hunting. You know, just uh, being real close to home. You know, my dad was with me and. Um, I think, you know, the only time I ever, I never, actually, I've never shot a deer with that bow. I mean, I shot at a deer, but, I, you know, even if I were to shoot a deer, you know, the, the, the poundage on that bow was just, you know, today I probably pull it back. No problem. Probably, you know, pull it back, you know, one handed or something, but yeah. I think, you know, that air would probably just bink. Well, I don't know. Cause I mean, back then uh, were you. Do you remember, were you shooting aluminum arrows or were they carbon arrows back then? I think they were aluminum. Yeah. So they were they were heavy enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially if you talk with any of the people, or especially the big, like, heavier arrow set of people, they're like, yeah, like, that, like that's part of the reason why so many people would kill so many deer with those, like, the technology of the bows wasn't there. But yeah. those arrows were so heavy, they just punched anything. Right. So, but... That is funny, though, that, like, yeah, you talk about, like, those the original bow that you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I'd like it if Parker or Willow, you know, they're interested and, in, you know, that it, it'd be a great starter bow. I mean, it's in great shape. I mean, I, you know, after I quit using it, cause I, I, I quit bow hunting for quite a few years and, um, you know, like I, I think I just kind of lost in, interest in it after a while, but, um, my big thing was, you know, I'd go rifle hunting when I, I think it was after, after I was allowed to go rifle hunting, I kind of lost interest in bow hunting, but, um, yeah, I mean, if they're interested, you know, I'd like to set up a target behind the house and just let them, you know, do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, it'll be always interesting to see if they do develop an interest in it or mm-hmm. if they develop an interest, do they stick with it? Cause right. I mean, that's the same thing with the girls. I mean, I, until last year, like you had no interest in hunting. Like, yeah not like no like not doing it right and then then she's just like yeah i'll do it and Mm -hmm. now i ask her she's like yeah like i have no no problem shooting a deer caught the bug yeah yeah she did she really did so um so i mean so so you started rifling now did you guys uh ever rifle other than or um I think I've rifle. Yeah, I rifle hunted behind my parents' house once, um, and then on my own. You know, I've just gone out on my own, um, out on state land or, um, you know, friends' property. But typically, it's just been in Boone. I mean, um, 
it's just, you know, you got your stereotypical northern Michigan hunt camp, you know, you go down the night before and, you know, you have your fun and, you know, it's just a uh, tradition and, you know, it, it really what we did when I first started hunting down there is almost basically the exact same routine as it is today. I mean, yeah. it just doesn't change and that's fine with me. I mean, it just feels good, feels normal. You know, you just, you got your routine and, you know, wake up the same time. I think we've had, yeah, we've had the same breakfast every year, every morning, ever since I started going down there. It's always poorly cooked eggs, burnt <laughs> toast and bad coffee, you know? And it's like, even though it's not the greatest breakfast in the world, it's like, all right, this is deer camp breakfast. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's really interesting because, I mean, like, we we still have kind of our, you know, opening day rifle tradition. We go down to the farm, but it's not really, like, a huge, like, deer camp environment. It's usually, yeah. you know, my dad, myself, me, my sister, and then Mike, the landowner. I mean, we, but the same thing is, like, it's the same breakfast, yep. waffle, sausage, some coffee, orange juice. Yep. And then we come back in usually for lunch. It's usually like chili and pie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you go back out. But it is really uh, interesting, too, to, to hear the other people that really had that bigger deer camp mm -hmm. um, tradition. You know, ours, I mean, same thing. We've been doing that for as far back as I can remember. That's been the tradition. Yeah. But it's always been really isolated and small. For you guys, you guys usually had a pretty good crew. I mean, you and your dad, aunts, uncles, cousins. Right. Yep. Um, I mean, how many people did you usually have, you know, at camp? Oh man, I'm trying to remember. Um, I think at the most we had, let's see, it was uh, Uncle Gary, my dad, cousin Stacy, Uncle Tom was there at one point, Jill was there at one point, me, John, uh, there'd be Mike, Colton, uh, Bob, Brian. So what we're up to about 11 now. Yeah. I mean, 11 plus. And I mean, Brian, Bob, um, Mike and them, they had their own property, but you know, it was, it was adjacent. And then, uh, you know, we were, we were for the most part pretty spread out. I mean, some of us were closer to each other than, you know, we'd kind of like to be at some point, <laughs> but you know, to where you, you, you know, you look over and you're like, all right, there's okay. There's Stacy over there. All right. Hey, you know, <laughs> so uh, we had a pretty, pretty big crew and, um, you know, it made, you know, everybody had their own story for the day. So, you know, it, it, it would take a while to get through, you know, especially, you know, you get back from lunch and everybody's got to run through their morning. And, uh, so, oh, and I forgot my, my cousins, uh, Cody, Seth, I don't think, I think Kyle as well at one point, but. Yeah, we uh we had a pretty hearty crew of people. Um and still today there's there's a decent number. Um but it's uh, you know it's always nice to to go down and you know see everybody. You know, sometimes you don't see them for an entire year. So, yeah. Yeah, and again, it's kind of the same thing like like you said, this kind of that tradition where you feel it feels you feel really comfortable with it cuz yeah. it's like it's very familiar. It's what you do. Yep. Now, I mean so back in the day, I mean, how many were there all, with that many hunters? Did you guys usually have quite a bit of success? Um, yes and no. I mean, some, some, you know, it's just like, you know, normal hunting, 
you know, some years it's great. Some years, you know, in the morning, everybody comes back and see anything, you know. Um, other years, you know, five of the guys will get, you know, a deer in the morning or, um, you know, I think for a while there with uh, the antler point restriction, I think kind of uh, put a little bit of a drought on things. But, um, you know, now today it's, I think it's, it's changed quite a bit. And, um, you know, even the, um, the properties changed quite a bit. It was an old Christmas tree farm that had grown over. Um, and, uh, a couple years ago now, three, four, they, uh, they clear cut it. And now, you know, you got all that scrub coming back in there, all those popples. And, um, you know, once that started recovering again, you know, I've been seeing some decent sized deer come through. Um, you know, last year, this last, last, uh, season, um, you know, I had an eight point come in, um, and, uh, I don't know, but he, he caught me. He was, he was looking the other way and I was like, all right, this is great. You know, pulled up on him. As soon as I pulled up on him and got comfortable for some reason, he, he turned around real fast, like on a dime, just turned right around. I was still and steady and quiet, you know, nothing. But for some reason, he just, no. And, you know, took off, and you hear him in the woods going, whoosh. Oh, hearing him blow. He blowing, stomp, and, you know, having a hissy fit. Mm. But. What do you think, I mean, what are your predictions on what happened? What, what, what do you think spooked him? I don't know. I mean, it was a weird season. It was, you know, it was, you know, as you know, it was warm. Um. You know, maybe maybe I made a noise that I, I didn't know that I had made or, um, you know, maybe there's something behind me that he didn't like. But, um, yeah, after that, you know, I had, uh, you know, I saw him on camera quite a bit, but he'd come in at, you know, weird hours like they normally do. You know, like two o'clock, five o'clock, then you don't see anything all day. And then same thing, you know, like he had his his routine. But, um, you know, opening day, he he came in during daylight hours. And I was like, all right great you know i thought i was gonna do well like i did the year before where i where i shot that that big eight point and uh wasn't in the cards yeah yeah so i mean so you i mean i know you had again like you said last year you had success um you got that nice buck yeah i mean i want to go back though about what you were talking about with the antipode restriction i mean what did with your with your guys's camp and whatnot i mean mm-hmm. that's i mean when that came in effect i mean that was relatively new for the area i mean like i kind of had like a different perspective on it because i grew up right next to leonel county yeah had the, who had the aprs for years before everyone else did yep so i was used to that idea mm-hmm. and like we already kind of knew that like if you want to go after bigger deer like you went to leonel county right so like when they made it for the rest of the 13 counties and whatnot i was just like okay good finally yeah but what you guys remember, or you remember what kind of what the mindset was when they made that change for that area? I mean, it was a mixed bag. I mean, you know, a lot of it, I, I think the guys just kind of felt like, you know, okay, you know, this is just another, another way of, you know, limiting what, you know, we can and can't do. And, you know, it goes back to that mindset, but, you know, and in the back of my mind, I was like, all right, you know, we're not going to be shooting these spike horns and you know all of these small deer you know give them a chance to grow up and you know i i i really feel like it it did it, it made a difference for sure you can tell you can definitely tell it has made a difference and you know i now 
looking back, I think that they've come around to that idea. You know, the, the guys that were really against it or, you know, didn't think that it would do any good, but, um, it definitely has. And I think that they see that now. So, um, it's kind of like a, and I told you so moment, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit like, like I can, I can see how like the argument is a lot of times it's like, yeah, you know, the government or the DNR right. saying, oh, we can't harvest the deer what we want. Like it's our tag. Yep. We can hunt how we can, you know, take whatever game we want with it, which I get that part. I mean, it's funny whenever like new regulations, when I was like, should they really be telling you what you can do with that tag? Right. But I think like kind of like with like the the push for harvesting does now mm-hmm. like i think if us as hunters would do better at being able to like kind of see the writing on the wall of what needs to be done right and us take the initiative then the dnr wouldn't i don't think they would necessarily be trying to force our hand yeah by you know pushing for it now again like i like the idea of like the the universal doe tag yep. the simple sense of like i like to hunt multiple counties so I don't have to try to draw a doe tag in those counties or right. or be limited on where I can hunt for that doe. Yep. But I also get the idea of like, especially here in northern Michigan or like even like, again, the rules are a little bit different from up in the UP. Like yeah. some areas up, up here, we don't have a lot of deer. Right. So it's like, so people like look at the, the universal doe tags or they're, you can buy up to 10 of them. Yeah. And they're like, it's just the DNR trying to eliminate deer. <laughs> like there's barely any deer like what yeah. are they doing it's like okay yes everyone up here can buy 10 doe tags you could harvest 10 if you wanted to but who does but who's going to yeah right and then so it's like again that's mostly for downstate where they have overpopulation deer where they just don't know what to do with them right right so it's like okay the dnr put out put that out yep. but we as hunters we can be like okay where right. does this make sense to to implement this. how much venison is too much venison yeah. <laughs> yeah and again same thing i mean would it be possible for hunters to overhunt an area and just completely wipe it out potentially but yeah you know you i would think most hunters would see that you know harvesting that many deer is not the right answer and yeah i mean i think most hunters are responsible which you know at least i would think that they are you know and um yeah, and I think, you know, it's just going back again to the antler point restriction. I think, you know, it's definitely making for a healthier deer herd. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the science, yeah, I mean, having older class deer on the landscape is better for the population dynamics of the deer and whatnot. Um, and again, I mean, some people could get mad about, you know, targeting, you know, trophy deer or trophy bucks or whatnot but yeah there's nothing wrong with that either no. like you can you can fill the freezer and get your trophy deer too right like, you can have both yep so yep um but again again i get the idea of some of the regulations like okay like they're trying to guide the hand a little bit yeah but like we still have we still have the option oh yeah absolutely yep but um but let's i mean speaking of the buck that you got last year now that we went completely off the rails uh let's hear the story from that buck from last year because i mean that was that was a really good buck that you got that's that's the biggest deer i've ever ever harvested i was just gonna that ask was if that was your biggest buck on the that you've gotten yeah um oh yeah no that was that was a big deer um so it was uh opening day um i think it you know it was 
just starting to get light enough to where you can actually, you know, see where, you know, I've got my shooting lane open. And uh, he uh, he came in. He just walked in out of nowhere. You know, I, you know, I was watching and, oh, just walks right in. And, you know, he just sniffing around. You know, I had some... Um, I had some scent hanging from a tree and, you know, he's putting his, his nose up in the air and like, wow, you know, like this is a big deer and thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, don't screw this up. <laughs> don't screw this up. You know, as my heart is racing, cause you know, the biggest deer that, you know, I've had a, an opportunity to, to harvest and, you know, just going through my head, you know, you got your mental checklist. I'm like, all right, wait till he's not looking this way. Just, play it cool be quiet so um you know i remember pulling up on him and just waiting you know i'm like all right calm down <laughs> just breathe for one and uh you know heart's still racing and uh you know i lined up on him and uh yeah i took the shot and it uh took me a minute i'm like all right all right all right, all right. shot him you know, I'm trying to watch where he goes. You know, I can still, I can hear him running and then I hear nothing. I was like, all right, well, this is good. You know, I don't hear anything else. You know, I think he, maybe about 10 seconds, you know, hearing him, you know, run through the woods. And so, so I sit and wait. I'm like, all right, just be patient, wait it out. You know, if you got a good shot or you got somewhat of a, you know, whatever shot on him, just just wait, you know, cause uh, you know, I prematurely gotten out of my blind, you know, trying to look and, and that's gone the other way, you know? Um, so I get out maybe after, you know, I waited 10 minutes and I'm like, all right, just Ryan, be patient. Just wait another five. So I get out about 15 minutes after and I start walking in the direction of where, you know, I was pretty sure that I shot him and, uh, no snow on the ground, but it had just started to snow and it was starting to get, you know, the flakes are getting bigger. I'm like, all right, you're going to have to find this guy because, you know, you're, if there is a blood trail, it's going to get covered up by this snow. And, um, you know, if you got a bad shot on him and, you know, he's bleeding out, better be on it now. So I'm looking, looking, looking. I looked for probably about 10 minutes and didn't find anything. I was like, blew it. Good job. You blew it. And, uh, so I'm, you know, doing a grid pattern through the woods, you know, trying to look, trying to look. And, you know, I, um, radioed, uh, my dad and my cousin, Hey, you know, I got a shot, not finding anything. Like, all right. Well, you need any help? I'm like, I think I'm all right. Just you guys stay. Cause it's still really early, you know, like everybody's out, you know, Cause it was probably about quarter to eight ish and you know, that's some pretty good hunting time. So I'm like, all right, just let them do their thing. I got this. Finally, I find a little bit of blood, just a little bit. I'm like, okay, this could be good or this could be bad. You know, if I got a real good shot, could be good. If I got a real bad shot, could be bad. And about how far from where you took the shot or where the deer was standing to where you found that first blood? Um, I'd say probably about five or 10 feet, maybe. Okay. And it wasn't a lot. I mean, um, 
And, uh, you know, I'm still trying to find, follow the blood trail and, uh, you know, maybe about eight, little after eight, you know, maybe about eight 15, I'd say, I, you know, I finally found him. I was like, Oh, thank God. He's right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I looked him over and, you know, I got a real good shot on him and I was like, all right, you got a good shot on him. So, you know, and then, you know, spending my time, uh, you know, dressing him and everything like that. And, um, so, you know, that went well, drug him back to my blind. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to hang out, just to hang out. You know, I was pleased could be, and no joke, probably about <clears throat> 45 minutes later, another deer comes in, and it's a six-point. But he's kind of got a funky-looking antler, and I was like, all right, do we want to be greedy? <laughs> can can I can I tag out on you know, opening day? I'm like, Mm, I let him go <laughs> and I'm still mad about it. You yeah. know, I could have, I could have had, you know, an eight point and a six point, you know, sitting next to my blind, you know, when the guys come driving through and be like, look what it did. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, looking back, you know, it's like, maybe I should have, but I didn't. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I mean, that goes by every time let a deer pass just like oh no 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 not right that one different one and all of a sudden like you don't see anything for like a week later you're like oh, i should have shot that right deer. Like, <laughs> or like or like last year i didn't even get a buck so i'm just like yeah maybe i shouldn't let that buck pass maybe i shouldn't let him go like i should have yeah. shot him yeah my season last year was garbage yeah yeah i mean i didn't go out as much as i should have for one but you know that 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 one eight point that walked in, like there's no reason that, you know, I, I, to this day, still trying to, you know, rewind in my head, like what happened to where, you know, he, he flipped on a dime and was gone. Like, what did I do? Was it me? Was it something else? You yeah. know, that was like when I took care out for the youth season, like we had a couple of fawns come in and like, they'd come out and then for whatever reason they would like, look like, and then spook and then run off. Yeah. And then like 30 minutes later, they come back. Right. Do the same thing. Even like, and then the doe came out, same thing. And it's like, well, the wind's not like, our, it's not our wind. Yeah. They're not looking at us. Right. Like there's something else that's getting them all worked up. Yeah. And like they kept running off. I'm just like, this is how the night's going to go. We're like, as soon as the <laughs> comes in here, they're going to spook. But fortunately we got, we had a good you know, opportunity as, uh, as the buck she got. But the same thing is just like, what is going on? Like, yeah, why are these deer freaking out? Like, it makes you kind of want to walk in the woods to just figure out, you know, what is it that they're seeing or hearing or smelling? You know, like something, yeah, something is out there that they don't like, and what is it? And yeah. so, yeah, there's nothing that'll pique your interest more when you see a deer staring off in some direction. Yeah, You're like, what are they looking at? Right. What is it? Is it a bigger deer? It's, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the optimism. Just like, oh yeah. Oh, like here comes it's gotta be a big buck, right? Oh yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. And then they're like, Nope, there's another doe. Yeah. Or worst case, like a coyote or something like that. And it's like oh. Or a stupid squirrel making all the noise in the world. Yeah, I mean, you we're never gonna win that battle against the squirrels. <laughs> no. But, but yeah, I mean it is funny how like you said, looking back like that like kind of a little bit of remorse like i should have yeah but i mean i mean you could have you could have 
and shot that deer, walked up on him, been like. <sighs> well, and you know, maybe that six point then is, you know, that eight point this year that I missed an opportunity on. You Certainly know, and been, yeah. y- maybe he'll be back next year. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I always think about is like, like any of those like year and a half, two year old deer, like if you shoot it now, that's all it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's never going to get any bigger. If you let it go, like, yeah, sure, someone else might kill it. It could get hit by a car, whatever. Right. But, like, there's a chance it makes it. That's a chance you got to take. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, but the same thing, like, when things don't go your way, you're like, (laughs) it could have happened. Yep. But, oh, so about the the, the A point that you got, Mm. uh, but how far away was it from from your blind? How far of a shot do you think it was? Um, It was probably about... 50 to 75 yards maybe yeah. give or take yeah so definitely you know within a relatively easy range for yeah rifle because you uh, what type of rifle are you using uh it is a 308 308 yeah remington 308 so, yeah no yep. problem there and then surely scoped yep so yeah it's one of those things like yeah like especially if you're not seeing blood right away you're like yeah what like there's no there should not have been a reason why i missed right so I had that happen with with that bottom one there. Like it was like one of my first years getting back into hunting again mm. and like shot. And like usually you can kind of like see like the deer react, and react a little bit. Especially because right. I'm using a 7 mag. Like usually like yeah. if they're not falling down, like you can tell they're hurt. Right. This thing didn't even jump, didn't do nothing. Just turned and ran like straight That's right. what That's what the A point did that I shot. He just took off like nothing happened yep. so that's what you know in my mind i'm like nothing happened yeah yeah but same thing i'm just like like this was like 80 yards broadside like yeah steady like rested on my blind this is like how did i miss right like there's no and i'm like i literally was just like i just missed the base buck of my life like i'm yeah. a terrible hunter i'm never hunting <laughs> again right like i'm done if i miss this deer right but fortunately was able to recover pretty easy same thing made it made a good shot on it double lunged it yeah didn't go far didn't you make it to the wood line really yep but it's just one of those things like yeah when things go awry you just immediately question everything that's the first thing that goes through my head you know after i after i shoot and you know like with what you said if that deer doesn't react you know your first instinct is i screwed up yeah. what am i doing <laughs> that's one thing though i hate about i, I like i like doing muzzleloader season just because it's a little bit different yeah that's the one thing i hate when you get that big flash of smoke in front of your face and the flash like yeah you can't really see what's going on like <laughs> when like that deer like i shot this doe and uh like 50 yards and like same thing like no blood i'm like what the heck like yeah i have no idea what happened like i didn't even know like where she went because i right. just saw nothing but smoke so i didn't see what direction she ran yep. nothing and then it's just like what's going on what happened yep, yep. i don't know what's going on <laughs> And then the same thing. It was like it took me forever to find blood. Yeah. But that one didn't turn out all that well because for some reason, sighted the muzzleloader in, and then when I go take it out for a hunt, it's like six inches off again. Oh. So I'm pretty sure I just hit like probably right up in the back strap. Yeah. So I got surface blood, but tracked it here for just shy of a mile. Yeah. And then I don't know. Nothing. Yeah, I, eventually I ran out of blood. I found a bed with like two little, like two inch, like little drops, like yeah, pools of blood. 
and then the deer got up and got mixed in with a whole bunch of other deer tracks. Oh. And I'm just like, I, I can't find my way out of this. Right. So, but. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny when things go awry. Like, not not the time for sure. With that big buck that I missed out on an opportunity last year, or this last season, like, I almost threw my bow out of this tree. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything was perfect. I was in the right spot at the right time. The deer came through. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even get to get my bow in my hand. Oh. It spooked that quickly. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. <laughs> I, I had an instance like that. It was rifle season, kind of. Uh, well, it, was, it was a disappointing situation, but um, it, was a ba- it was a bad shot. I had a bad shot on this deer. And um, it, uh, you know, I tracked it for quite a while. And there was a lot of blood, a lot of blood. And, uh where we're at there's a um, wood line it clears it there's a clearing it opens up to uh, you know like a old farm field and then more wood line and after that there's a road so i tracked this deer from you know where i'd shot it and you know i thought i got a good shot you know it you know i guess they say sometimes a lot of blood's good sometimes it's not there was a lot of blood so and i followed this deer for quite a while and um it had laid down and I spooked it and got up and ran. So I tracked it across the road and across the road they do, uh, it's a a carrot farm and they got those huge deer fences and this deer found its way into one of the open gates. I'm like, all right, (laughs) it's in the gate. There's no way it's going anywhere because this is the gate. So we get out there and we track it around this field and it goes all the way around the field and back, back to the original point, because we had closed the gate behind us. And, I mean, we tracked, tracked, tracked. It, it was, this deer was bleeding a lot. And uh, track it back to the gate, and it uh, starts going back around again. No. And so we're, we're tracking it. You know, we got a gator. We're driving. We're walking. And um, come to the uh, upper left-hand corner of this field there was another gate that gate was open through that gate and uh still to this day you know i I don't know you know because we we gave it up after we tracked that deer for probably about two hours you know and you know i thought for sure that you know this deer was going to be laying on the ground somewhere but i mean just i thought you know it went into this gated farm there's no way it's getting out of here. <laughs> no way. We locked it in. Yeah. You know, but, you know, found the other gate and it took off. But, you know, it's those it's those things. It's just you shake your head and, you know, you just you think you're you're, you're a terrible hunter for, for a little bit. But, you know, like sometimes things happen. Sometimes, you know, it's just you do the best you can. You make sure you're prepared as you can. But mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's the thing that, like, that's the one thing especially like as hunters like we'll never get away from that like something something will sometimes go wrong right and like you'll wound a deer and you won't be able you know like you said either not be able to catch up with it not be able to find it Mm -hmm. like you don't know if it's going to survive or if it's mortally wounded right like and then yeah it'll eat at you yeah but i mean like Maybe one thing if like you shoot and then like oh that was a bad shot I'm not even gonna bother going after that one. Right. 
Like, that'd be one thing. But, like, if you try everything that you can, like, yep. Yep. it happens. Like, and that's, like, for general public, like, outlook, like, that's a hard one to deal with. Yeah. To, like, try to, like, like yes, yeah, sometimes, like, it's going to go bad. Yeah. And, like. Yep. But it's one of those, I don't know, I don't know really, you know, a good way to, like, say other than like it just happens and you're gonna have to deal with it right yep so just do your best to you know make sure that you know if there's something that you did wrong to concentrate on that and yeah and that's one thing too i like i mean of course with me being you know friends with calvin who's got a tracking dog like i think that's a great you know way to confirm Mm -hmm. like you said like if you're having if you're not having a good blood trail or like if you're unsure like get that dog involved they'll be able to take up a track a lot better than us trying to just find the blood right and a lot of times yeah you can either you know stay on the trail longer to make a a more you know educated you know prediction of what's going on yeah so and again much easier to confirm you know if that deer's alive or dead if you know you go a couple miles and you're just like yeah there's yeah like it's not stopping (laughs) right <laughs> Not sure beer is the best thing to create you, but whatever. Works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were saying too that you know you had made a mistake of getting out of your blind early. Yeah. Let's hear that story. That was the one. Oh, that's the one. That's the okay. one. Sorry, I did. I forgot to mention that, but yeah, I I blew the doors open on my blind and was on it right now, and that was, you know, I think maybe if I would have let that deer maybe lay down a little longer, maybe. Uh, you know, it just... It's hard to say, because, I mean, again, if that deer's mortally wounded, like, yeah, letting it lay probably would have stayed in that bed or maybe not have traveled that far yeah. from that original bed. But if it if, if it wasn't a, a mortal shot, that deer would have jumped up yeah. and taken off anyways. Right. Like, like, that doe that I shot with the muzzler, like, I am... Like ninety nine percent convinced that they that deer survived. Yeah. So like, like is that just because I'm trying to make myself feel better? Like, no, <laughs> I really do think that deer is alive. Yeah. Now, like, the the bed, like if I hadn't bumped her out of that, like maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was a mortal shot. So. It's just crazy to think how quickly you know a deer can sort of start recovering after something like that. You know, like just the how quickly, you know, their blood will coagulate and start healing and it's like what how yeah. why, you know, like yeah, they're, it's, it's it's crazy. They are yeah, they are made to survive. Mm-hmm. It's amazing like like the number of stories you hear people like, "Oh yeah, like, you know, processing this deer, like pulled a broadhead out of his neck or yeah. out of his spine or" Right. There was one, um, I don't remember where the story originated from, but guy killed this buck, and it was a big buck. I mean, it was like their target buck they're going after, and in processing it, realized it had a collapsed lung. Oh, really? And, it, like, the lung was dead, and, like, there's no, like, it, like, it didn't happen that year. Wow. Or at least, like, thinking, like, this deer has been running around for, like, a, a full year. Yeah. With one lung. They're crazy. It's crazy how strong they are and just... Um, I remember my dad shot a deer one year and, um, 
he was uh, field dressing it, and uh, I opens it up, and the deer heart was just goop. Yeah. And he's like, this deer ran like 50 yards, ran, it did, it, it, and I'm like... With no blood pumping through his body. Exactly. <laughs> like, what kind of animal does that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Most animals, you know, if you don't have a heart, you drop, but no, not, not a deer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think about that as like, God, like, like even like, like a deer getting shot through, like, like when the arrow, like very morbid, I know. But like if a human gets shot with an arrow like that, like you're right. not, they're not running off. <laughs> like, no, not at all. Like, the person's not running off. After <laughs> no, that. no, <laughs> like, no, no. Yeah. It's wild. Mm, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. That I think like I've heard that like, Steven Ranella with the media and stuff, he'll talk about this. Like, he thinks mule deer are cooler than whitetail. Yeah. Like, maybe they're more interesting, but the fact that, like, whitetail are across the entire country. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. Right. Like, they are so good at just being, like... They've yeah, done they've done something right to be able to, you know, have that, you know, wide range of population. Yeah, and they can thrive, like, like in urban areas. They're like, yeah, this is cool. Like, I'm hanging on... Behind your garage, no problem. Right. Like, yeah. Don't care. Yep. Oh, my cousin, he's he had a crazy video of a giant buck in his backyard. Like, mm. middle of the day, just massive. <laughs> just like, he's whistling in. It's just like, what? City deer are so funny to watch, you know, because you can talk to them. You know, you can get somewhat close to them, and they just watch you like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. What? What? Go away. I'm eating here. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like you're... You bothersome to them. Yeah. Look how aggravated that the bird feeder's empty. Yeah, right? Hello. Right. Come up to your door, like, <laughs> fill it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I got to go on one mule deer hunt, and they're pretty cool. But it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased because we have them here. Yeah. Like, if we had mule deer in Michigan, it'd be like, yeah, mule deer are way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, whitetails are pretty cool. I mean, it's, Yeah. So, I mean, like, you said that you bow hunted back in the day. Are you thinking about potentially getting back into it again, or are you still going to focus on rifle season more so? I'd like to get back into bow. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do, you know, crossbow, compound, um, you know, and maybe if I do start getting more and more into it, you know, maybe I'd eventually, like, try recurve. I mean, that'd be just, you know, it after a while, not like, I'm going to go bow hunting again i'm gonna get a recurve and you know like but you know i have i have hunted with a crossbow and um i've harvested one deer with a crossbow um and i've harvested a few deer with compound but um so i don't know um it's just uh you know time will tell just you know when and if i feel ready to to start getting back into that I'd, i'd like to it's just you got to find the time to do it sometimes, you know, and just, it, it's just, I want to make sure I'm, I'm ready and it's, you know, the right decision. Yeah. That is a tough thing about, about bow hunting. Now, again, the, the crossbow does make it a little bit easier because yes, you don't have to practice nearly as often as you would right. with a compound, but you do have to put in more effort and time. And sometimes it's not always easy to yeah. make time for that. Yep. So, I mean, I mean, even like, you know, with me putting so, so much focus into hunting, it's sometimes it's like, like, yeah, can't, like, got other priorities, whatever. Yep. 
Yep. So, I know, right? Well, I was just thinking too because I did mention on the notes about fishing, but I mean, yeah. fishing sucks right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. Think about it right now. Like, you should be out on the lake. Mm-hmm. You know, right now we should be out on a lake, and it's wild. I just, you know, I've seen a few guys out on uh, on the ice. Like, all right, you know, like, is it worth it? Yeah. You know, falling through the ice is terrifying. Like, it's, I don't want to do that. It's not worth it to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, and the problem is too is like. Like, everyone's chomp at the bit to try to, like, do it. Yeah. So now everyone's, like, trying to, like, push the limit a little bit. Like, no, nah, it's, it's good. It's got to be good. Right. Like, it's good. Like, I can do it. Right. And then, yeah, like, they were just, like, you were just telling me that about, like, the, potentially that someone fell through on Spider Lake. Yeah, somebody, they think somebody went through on Spider. And I know, what, probably, like, three, four weeks ago, somebody went through on Arbutus and their dog, like, basically saved their their lives by bringing the uh little uh what a little floaty thing out to its owner like you know the the police officer gave it to the dog and was like go the dog (laughs) took it right to him i was like wow yeah right i think that made national news i mean it's it's not worth it yeah i mean i think um actually before i was heading over here i saw something that um the city of luddington actually started putting docks back in the water Really? Because, like, might as well. I mean, there's no ice. You might as well just take your boat out. I've thought about that. Take, take the boat out? Yeah. I mean, probably get away with it. I I mean, some lakes, there's, like, and even if you go through any of the, you know, ice on your boat, it's not thick at all. Like, you'll be fine. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I thought about it because, like, I really wanted to get out to Green Lake this year, but it's, like, mm-hmm. I went out once. I didn't go all that far because, like, the area I wanted to get to, you could tell, like, the ice had broken up already once before. Yeah. And this is, like, like all right, I had, like, four spuds. Yeah. And it's, like, three. Yeah. Now it's two. Like, I know where this is going. You're right. <laughs> like, this is just going to get worse and worse as I keep going. And yeah. And sure enough, I drove around the other side of the lake, and, like, there's some guys that are like, don't do it. It's, like, one spud. Oh, man. And they went through. It's, like, oh. Yeah. I mean, even when, um, you know, because I was in the UP uh, for for a few days here um, this week, and I think uh, we went up to Big Bay, and there's Lake Independence up there. You know, the lake's right next to Lake Superior, but, you know, that, that lake is, we saw that, you know, it was frozen over all the way, and there were some shanties out there, you know, some pop-ups and all that, and, you know, there were a few guys in you know, you could tell it was kind of like a little cove, so, you know, the ice is probably a little thicker. But for the most part, I mean, seeing any of the lakes up there, I mean, it's just poor, poor ice conditions. And, you know, you see you see guys getting desperate, and it's like, yeah. just don't do it. Yeah, I guess I'd either pull the boat back out or, like, I actually, like I said, I went out uh, to the river and tried doing that because I'm just like, yeah, can't do what I wanted to do. Right. Of course, I don't know anything about fishing the river. I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm just like, just throw it in and be like, I did it. Yeah. I've gone maybe like half a dozen times now. 
I'm like kind of getting the idea of like yeah what it does, but again, I'm like I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, well, and then you see those guys out there, you know, that are fly fishing, and that you they just have it down, and you're like, yeah, you, oh yeah. <laughs> That happened several times when I was like, hey, I'm going to, like, make sure I'm, like, around the next bend so you don't see me and judge me too much about what I'm doing here. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm, I just, no, don't, don't judge me. Like, yeah. I don't, I know I look like I don't know what I'm doing because I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Again, and like, I don't think we're even supposed to get cold temps again for, like, another, like, week and a half, maybe. I think it's supposed to, I saw, it's supposed to warm up even more than what it is now, so, and rain. Yeah. So, you know, that'll just make it, it just, might as well pull the boat back out at this point. I don't think, I think, I think winter's over. I say that now. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to get yeah. nailed here. Mars is going to come around and we're just going to get hammered. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But yeah, by that time it's almost it. Well, by that time it's too late anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think this one just you just write it off. Yeah, it's I've I'm yeah, it's basically just like well, I guess fish the river, try to figure that out. Maybe catch a fish or two for the season. Yeah, like go squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting, something. I mean, like, go shed hunting. I guess there's no snow, so you can maybe you could, find some fresh sheds. Oh yeah, yep. But, yeah, I don't know. It's put a real big damper. Like, I was, by end of deer season, I'm like, I'm ready for, like, ice fishing season. I'm ready for a change now. Right. And then it just never came. Well, it's definitely not hurting the deer at all. You know, they're, I'm sure they're pleased because, you know, they got, they can go wherever they want. They can eat whatever they want. You know, they're not, they're not mowing down on cedars and bark and all that. I mean, they got, they just walk out and eat whatever. Yeah. So that is one like that's the one caveat like yeah it's at least it's like the deer population should be pretty pretty well off. Like, they're not got, yeah we're not gonna lose any deer because of the weather this year. Yeah I mean even like what you're saying if there's not that much snow up in the UP either. Yeah. Like, I wonder if the deer even migrated yet. I don't think so. I mean because yeah typically they'll migrate from Lake Superior down to Lake Michigan and um. We, we saw a few deer in Marquette, you know, and um, it's it's just, it's very odd. Yeah. Very odd. I don't know. Kind of kind of rooting for the UP then. If they don't have a hard winter, yeah. it'll help it'll help the deer population up there a little oh, yeah. bit. A, a little bit, yeah. It's not going to be not gonna be night and day, but. Right. I know the moose have an issue with that, but well, they, need their, they need their cold temperatures, but, you know, whitetail this they'll be fine yeah yeah it'll be again weird winter just makes me think what next winter is going to be like you know if it's this if it's like this this year are we going to get hammered next winter or who knows anymore you know yeah because they was it we were supposed to we were due for what an el nino year yeah so we were supposed to have like a more or less mild dry right winter so We'll see. I don't know. I think that the weather really had a big impact on uh, deer season this year, for sure. It just it's so it was so warm. They just you know I just yeah I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, the problem is too is like it does, but then like the deer are still out there, so we could always change our tactics to utilize that. But again, it's like that time of year. 
like the deer aren't being pressured to have to like get up and feed if they don't have to because it's warm right they don't like like late season really sucked too it's like like i was banking on snow and cold temperatures Mm -hmm. and this is like (laughs) they don't need to come out until dark because they're not right like it's not cold enough there's not enough snow it's like (sighs) yeah so yeah i i mean it i really struggled during late season because it was just like my go-to tactic of like sitting and sitting out over food like yeah like camera showed all night long they'd be oh yeah yep and they just like barely like would come out like Mm -hmm. even that last like you know 20 30 minutes before last light right like they just didn't have to yeah i remember seeing my phone you know in the morning with all the notifications of all the activity overnight and then you'd go all day and there'd be nothing yeah yeah i don't know you like having the cell camera i do and don't yeah i like it because i'm like all right you know i can i i don't have to go go down there and drive mm-hmm. get the chip look at it but at the same time so if there's some stuff going on down there during the day i'm like i gotta get down there yeah. i gotta go right now you yeah, know you'll so. be at work and it pops up you're like oh man yeah especially too if you get a picture during daylight like I dare any hunter not to look at that picture. Like, see the see the notification. Yeah. And then just put their phone down. That's impossible. Like you can't. No. I know. Like, you might be able to do it for like a minute or two, but you're gonna check that camera. And oh see yeah. What that picture was. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, there was another guy I work with, and uh, goes, Ryan, get over here, check this out. My big deer's in my my in my spot right now. Like, you look at him. Like, man, that's a big deer. He's like, I think I'm gonna go home. <laughs> like really he's like yeah i think i might mm-hmm. you know well which i mean that's part of the reason why there some some uh dnr agencies are cracking down on the use of little cell cameras because that live feed yeah like which again same thing like right really you're gonna dictate that i can go get a deer yeah like <laughs> but Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Same thing. I got I got really pissed off uh, one day. I don't remember. It was like just before the rut. Like I think it was like November first or second, somewhere in there. Maybe it was maybe it was Halloween. Mm. I don't remember the exact day, but it was in that like time frame, and the dogs ran off. Oh. So I'm out like out behind the house, like following like their tracks in the snow. Yep. I get a notification. And of course, like even though I'm pissed off at these dogs, yeah. I pull it up, and this is like this massively wide eight point, like <laughs> at like down at the farm. I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me! Like, <laughs> do not ruin this for me, dogs. Like, right. I'm, I'm like I'm supposed to be hunting tomorrow. Like, right. Like, and if I'm still having to deal with you guys, oh yeah, I'm gonna be so mad at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I made it all the way down to the other road. I stop at the intersection. I look down. And like a quarter mile out, they're running down the road coming towards me. Of course. Right. Oh. That's how it would happen when, um, well, when Bella and Bailey would get out, you know, they'd always come up and they're like, hi. Yeah. You know, and Bailey, she, you know, yellow lab. And of course she wasn't yellow anymore. She was black <laughs> from all the mud in the swamp. <laughs> you know, they just look happy as can be like, hey, we went for a walk. It yeah. was great. Fancy this Totally here. worth it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I was so mad. Yeah. Because, I mean, and it was a buck I had never seen before, too. So, like, oh. this random buck just showed up, and it was, like, noon. 
<laughs> like, oh, of course. Like you, dog. That's how it happens, you know? Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. The cell camera thing, it's interesting. It's fun. But I can see how it could be a, become a problem. <laughs> yeah, eventually, I, I, it definitely could. You know, especially, you know, like... Um, that guy I told you, you know, he, where we work and where he lives is pretty close. So, I mean, I guess it can kind of take the, you know, the actual like real hunting aspect out of it. Cause you know, like, especially, you know, like, uh, older guys, you know, thinking, well, you got all this technology now and, you know, going out there and you got a camera that tell you where, when deer is out there. And, you know, I can see that, but, um, you know, in my case, it makes it to where I don't have to drive all the way down there to get the, the chip all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I kind of played that out a little bit with um, hunting state land. It was kind of like, you know what? For one, I was worried about camera getting stolen. Yeah. Which, go figure, had one stolen last year. But, like, I just, like, kind of wanted, like, that pure, like, like I don't know what's out here. Yeah. I want to be surprised. Right. Like, that was the other part of it. But then, like, last year, I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I want to know <laughs> if this spot's any, you know, worth anything. Right. So I, I would run cameras and, like, again, it's kind of the same thing. Like, you can fall in that, like, cycle of, like, oh, they're just not here. Mm-hmm. But then really, like, that camera's not catching everything, so. Right. Which was apparent when, like, I would go on hunt. It's like, oh, there's, like, four other trails that are being used at, um, yeah. behind the camera. Oh, yeah. So it's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> Yep. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I always laugh a little bit because I always take it, I feel like I take hunting way too far. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly. Yeah, no worries. But, I don't know. You know what, though? It's, it is, it's nice to just get out. You know, even if you don't see anything, it's just, just being out in the woods. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, sometimes that's what it comes down to for me, even, you know, if I don't, if I don't see anything all day long or, you know, anything, it's just nice to be out in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know who I was talking to. I might have been Kim about this, about like the idea of uh, like just unplugging and like getting away from like the technology, your phone, whatever, like right. cutting out the screen time yep. like, stuff. Yep. And sometimes you see some of the strangest things out in the woods. Like, what? what why? Yeah. Why did, why did, you know, like, um, well that I told you the story, um, that, that woodpecker that flew, um, I don't know if I did tell you this story or not about the woodpecker on opening day, right after that eight point took off. You might've, but I don't remember. So you got to tell it again. So eight point takes off, you know, and I'm like, All right, dang it. You know, upset this woodpecker. I don't know. I think it was a little pileated woodpecker. Probably, you know, he's wasn't super big, but flies right onto the ledge of my windowsill and just starts just derp, 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 derp. I'm like, and I, I just yell, I'm like, go away. And it continued. It flew into my blind. So I got this bird flying all over inside my blind. And I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here. You know, and at this point, I'm like, all right. I just caused the biggest ruckus in the woods, like fighting this woodpecker <laughs> in my blind, you know, and it's, you know, things like that, like the all, you know, like 
you know, where else is that going to happen? You know, like, yeah. So did I ever tell you how I got bum rushed by a skunk? No. <laughs> this, <laughs> this was a few years back and I just got done hunting and I was, I think I was going to check cameras or something like that. Yeah. And like, I'm walking through the food plot and I'm like, I don't know, like 20, 30 yards from the edge. Awesome. This skunk that comes out of like the brush area. Yeah. And like, it's running straight for me. <laughs> so I, I had to stop. Yeah. And it's still coming. Uh huh. I'm like, all right, well, it's going to have to see me eventually. Like, it's going to realize I'm here or something. Right. Like, and it's coming closer and closer oh. and closer. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. what's going on? It gets about, like, 10 yards away. And I start, like, doing, like, the nervous, like, bounce back. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And finally it stops, stares at me, turns around and runs right back. Like, what are you doing? What the <laughs> heck was this? Like, and this was, like, like, 10 in the morning or something like that. Like, yeah. Like, like what was that all about right but like just comes running straight for me yeah like what yeah just some of the most wild things you know you just it's <laughs> like you you know normally you know you expect animals like that to just kind of try to stay completely away from you but like you know when you're out in the woods you know you're you're at their house you know so yeah maybe it's different i don't know but yeah. Aside from that, I don't know. I've had far too many. Well, maybe not too far too many, but I've had a lot of encounters with a bear out bow hunting, especially. Yeah. Which never had bear. Never. Yeah. My dad has, but um, never. You know, I've actually never seen a bear in the wild. In the amount of years that, you know, I even when I was in the UP, I saw more moose. You would think, yeah, with you be up in the UP. Yeah. You would think that you would have seen several. Never saw a bear. I saw, I've seen moose. I've seen wolves. Never seen a bear. Yeah. Hmm. So. Maybe I need to go bear hunting. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not if you're not seeing them. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I thought about that because I'm, we'll see. I have, I think I have roughly like a 50-50 shot of drawing a bear tag this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It all depends on how many other people are at my same point range. Yeah. But it's like, well, maybe. I've seen a lot of bear. Yeah. Like, I know. Out, I, out the farm or, or? The farm, state land. Yep. Okay. So, like, I, like it was just a new state land spot last year. Like, the first time I hunted it. Mm-hmm. Like, just sitting there and, like, what? It's kind of spooky how quiet they are. Yeah. Because it's like one of those things like, like this one came through and I could just, like, it was still like green leaves and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And it was coming through and I just saw like a flash of black by like behind this tree. I'm like, is that a squirrel? <laughs> like, I don't see anything. Yeah. And then they said, no, it's like, here it comes down the trail. This is like, oh. oh. And it's like, it's within, like, the, the trail I thought a deer would come down. Yeah. So it's, like, 20, 25 yards out. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, come on. Go away. <laughs> well, then, because, like, when I came in, like, I, cause I moved spots, like, crossed the trail, and I was set up in this little tree, and, like, the, the brush and, like, the, the like branch litter was so much, I, I was only four feet off the ground. Oh. And I tethered myself to the tree, like, up in my little saddle. Yeah. And this bear gets on my, like, ground scent trail and starts following my trail towards the tree. Yeah, no. And, mm. like, I'm just like, ah, I started getting nervous. Like, I was recording my phone. I'm like, ah, like, made sure I, like, had my bone. I'm like. Right. It, like, and they got, like, 10 yards. 
and then finally turned around. Yeah. And I was like, good golly. Like, it just, again, the interactions with bears usually not going to lead to that. But I'm like, right. this bear did decide, like, he oh, yeah. get a little frisky. Like, I'm within reach. Right. And I'm stuck to this tree because I'm tied to it. Well, because they're naturally curious anyway. You know, like, he could come up and just be like, hey, and just pat, <laughs> you know, and that's all it takes because, yeah. you know, their little pat is a lot. Yeah, but, yeah, it was just, like, one of those things, like, yeah, usually, like, it had been a while since I've had an interaction with a bear, like, the first time, like, it was fine, because I was, like, right on the edge of the field, down at the farm, Mm -hmm. and this bear comes through, like, instantly caught my scent and took off. Yeah. Like, the second time, I was, in like, in the back of the property, and it, like, crosses the field and, like, heads into, like, the creek bottom area. Yeah. I'm, like, I have to walk through there. <laughs> and it's, like, 15 minutes before dark. Yeah. So I'm just, like, oh, I right. don't want to be walking through there. Like, <laughs> hey, Mr. Bear. Right. Yeah, just have your knife out with you and your flashlight or what have you. you yeah. Know, like. So, like, yeah, I actually got down. I'm, like, I'm not sitting until dark. Yeah. And, like, I, I get down, like, hurry through the creek bottom before it got dark. Right. And, like, I look down the, like, the wood line, like, as I'm, like, coming up off, like, out of the woods, and I, and the bear is coming out of the woods at the exact same time. <laughs> so we were walking in parallel. Oh, yeah. Do that. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. But. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I am very curious to see, like, what it's like being on my first bear hunt. Like, if it's not, if it's not this year, more than likely next year. Yeah. But I'm just curious, like, am I going to like it? Right. That type of thing. So, no I mean, that's, yeah. I, you know, going back to me never seeing a bear. You know, maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't even try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. but no, I mean, eventually, I mean, it'll be cool. Yeah. Have you, have you ever put in for like points or anything like that for bear hunting? I haven't. No. You know, typically I just, you know, I stick to just, you know, deer hunting, turkey hunting. Yeah. You know, small game, you know, squirrel. You know, just that's typically about it, you know, and then fishing, of course. But yeah, did you put in up for uh, did you put in your application for trick season? I did, yeah. What yep. season are you going for? I don't know, I think go spring. Well, I mean, for for turkey, yeah, it's spring, right? Yeah, but yep. they have basically the three seasons. You put in already for this? Se- I think I'd, I don't know, I'd have to look, I don't remember, I'd have to check my app because I, I put in for you know, certain different things, it's kind of like a you know little grocery list of stuff and you know yeah. like so yeah i didn't i didn't put in again this year. i'm just gonna do third season and i don't know i'm just you know i'm really i never really have been a big turkey hunter so you know really don't really put a whole lot of effort into it even <laughs> if i you know maybe i didn't i you know i couldn't tell you because just like i said i put almost zero effort into turkey hunting like mm-hmm. just you know more or less, when I when I do turkey hunt, I just wander around in the woods with a gun. I'm like, oh, there's a bird or not, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, well, 50% of the turkeys I've gotten, I've done that, just bushwhacked them. And... Yeah. I mean, you know, some of them are just so, so dumb. Yeah. Like, you know, you could even just say, hey, and then you hear, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, want, I wish I was more into turkey hunting, but I'm just like, I'm just not. Like, yeah. Half time, I'm like, I'd rather just go fishing or something. Yeah. 
some you know kind of even after you you know harvest turkey it's you know to me sometimes it's more of a hassle you know because you gotta <laughs> clean it you gotta plug it you gotta all of this and it's like let's go to Meyer and get a turkey <laughs> so much easier and they, they you know like i listened to a guy he was he was funny he he hosts a podcast and or he's he hosts the uh hunt for podcast he's talking about that he's like hey going out for turkey i was like yeah i'll just go behind my house yeah pick out the one i want and the guy's like huh yeah like, yeah i, I raise turkeys <laughs> right he's like i like turkey way too much just to get one per year yeah yeah but yeah i don't know wait till for sure i like i like squirrel hunting but i haven't gone out this year mm-hmm. but i always try to i keep telling myself i'm gonna go duck hunting in the fall but then i get preoccupied with deer yeah i never do it see i've never done i've never gone duck or goose hunting like that's something that i you know i think that'd be kind of fun mm-hmm. you know yeah and you know duck tastes pretty good to me so i mean it's yeah Maybe we'll have to do that for this fall. We'll we'll plan it out to where. Yeah. Again, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to duck. I have no idea. But I know there's a couple of ponds. I know whole holds ducks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean that's a start. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Just you know, you see these guys. They get TV. They're super serious about duck hunting. You know, they got this. They're set up to where they're like either in a boat or like some sort of a blind that's covered in like reeds and grass and. You see these ducks come through, and they just pop open oh, yeah. a door, and it's like, boom, 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 shunk. Dog goes out, brings them back in, and then it's like over and over. I'm like, and these guys got it down. Like, uh-huh. it's just like they just pop out, shoot. Yeah. Dog goes out, comes back in, and they go back in. It's like. Yeah, it's like they got it down to a science. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I know, it's one of those things. Like, man, like, but you gotta imagine like the the. The, like the path to get to that point. Well, yeah. It's like with like deer hunting, it's like, like yep. you get like all these guys are like professional hunters that kill like massive bucks every year. So it's right. like, yeah, that's great. But how much do you have to go through to be that good to get there? All, yeah, all <laughs> the effort and the money and the time. And, you know, like I'm sure these guys that, you know, have those crazy ultimate duck blinds or whatever they got, it just, it's, yeah. you know, they got it down to a science and, yeah. It's fun to watch, you know, fun to watch them. But, you know, me, I'd just be like, there's a duck. Yeah. I mean, that's like same thing. Like me, like going to like fish in the river, like you hear stories of like, oh, yeah, cuts, you know, so many fish. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, there's fish all like. Yeah. Like I walked the whole stretch. I didn't even get like one bite. Right. Like. Yeah. Apparently it's me. <laughs> like, well, like I've been out, you know, with with guys that, you know. That's, you know, all that they do is just fish, 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 fish. And, uh, you know, they're just, uh, you know, a buddy of mine, he's out. He said, uh, he's like, come on out with me. I got this great spot. I got these Lakers that we slay all the time. And I was like, all right. And he's like, but I'm going to have to put a blindfold on you. What? (laughs) I don't want you to know where we're at. I was like, okay. Like, I don't own my own boat. I'm not going to go tell somebody else where they're at. And he's like, all right, well, we need, we got to go out. You know, I never ended up going out with him, but you know, it's just, he's got it so dialed in. It's just, it's so worried about his spot being burned out. Huh? Oh yeah. Huh. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, that's the same thing. Like as most deer hunters, like, especially if they go on like public land or something like that, like, where do you go? Yeah. 
yeah, out this way. I go in the woods. Yeah. Same thing, like you know, you go mushroom hunting. Oh yeah, that's a great example. That's you know, that is you know, like if somebody asks you where your mushroom spot is, it's like in the back of your mind, you're like, man, I think I lost a lot of respect for this person right away. Like, why would I tell you that? Like, yeah. sometimes I don't, you know, you don't even tell family where this stuff is. Yeah. Like, Would you bring that up? I think that's more serious than asking where their deer hunting spot is. Yeah. Like, especially, especially around here. Like, oh yeah. You don't know. Right. Yep. Like, yeah, like I've heard crazy stories of like, like, Serious altercations. Oh, over absolutely spots. Yeah, yeah. I I had a. It was funny because there was a there was a spot by somewhere I used to work, and uh, I was walking to um, a morning meeting, and uh, I saw this car pull up in between some of the buildings where I used to work. These people get on out, and you know what they're doing. You absolutely, as soon as they get out with bags in their hands and they're down, you're looking towards the ground, you know, kind of walking slow. I'm like, they're mushroom hunting. So I go there a couple days later. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, it's a high traffic area. People are, you know, what are you doing? I'm like, um, I lost my key card. <laughs> like, why, why would you, like, I w- went a different way and, you know, and then of course, you know, I got, you know, I got, I got, uh, caught on to and everything, you know, so other people, you know, would, would go and do that too. But, you know, it's, 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 it's a funny thing and, you know, people get real upset about it. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But I mean, geez, Morels, they're, uh, people take them seriously. We'll say that. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I was thinking maybe, you know, with Amos being a bloodhound, you know, I heard that bloodhounds will be able to, you know, sniff out morels. You know, I saw that, and I've been doing a little bit of research on it, but he'd probably eat them. I don't know. That'd be the hard part is, like, they find it, and immediately it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right, dude. Well, I guess you're full. Yeah. Thank you. At least we got to go for a walk. All right, man. Well, I think dinner should be ready soon, so. Okay. Unless there's something else you want to cover. Anything else I think I missed? I think, I don't know. I think, you know, it was a good conversation. I appreciate you having me come over and chat with you. And so, yeah. Most definitely, man. I mean, again, this is, I feel as though this is a long time coming that should have had you on sooner, but. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, no, we'll, uh, I don't know. Again, we'll have to, we'll have to do more, like you said. Yeah. We'll try. I don't know about goose hunting because I don't have any good setup for that. We'd have to like. I yeah. Even though I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> right. But no, it'd be fun to try duck hunting. I mean, like I said, I've been meaning to go duck hunting in the fall, like three years now. Right. Never do it. Right. I mean, I don't. Would we have to have bring a dog or a canoe or should Not we that I don't hunt know. in a canoe? Like, <laughs> just so many different. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. It all depends. I know there's a couple of spots where, like, there's actually, like, like a, a stream that runs through. There's a bit of current, mm-hmm. or, like, a net or rocks or something. I don't know. I don't know. Because I know I don't have a dog that'll be able to do it. <laughs> I bet I can get Kane to do it. Yeah? Of course, he wouldn't be able to shut up, though. <laughs> right. He'd be hearing those dogs, and he'd start 
yipping and whatnot, and I don't know. That that'd be the one part I haven't. That's probably the big reason why I haven't done it. Like, <laughs> all right, great, I got a duck. Now it's in the middle of this pond. I can't reach it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Maybe I have to look up how people do it, retrieving their ducks when they don't have a dog. Can you rent a dog? <laughs> <laughs> that would be some business. Right. Have like a trained like retrieving dog. Rent a retriever. Rent yeah, but you know, you know, like. I don't know. I wouldn't trust like my dog with like this ram. So I'd have to go oh, on yeah. all these hunts because it was like, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess yeah. I could be the same thing with like what Kelvin has. Like, you know, you go out with your dog, and you know your dog goes and retrieves all these ducks for people, and you know, all right, thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At that point, they'd be like, "Why am I?" This waste of my dog's talents for other people's ducks. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> exactly. But all right, man. We'll wrap this one up. That way we can get upstairs, get some okay. dinner. Cool. But we'll have to have you on again and Yeah. Again. Well, I'm sure we'll have some more fun and adventures. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> yep. Yep. Alright, man. Thanks cool. for coming on. Thanks. Alright, so that's it for the conversation with Ryan. Ryan, again, thank you as always for coming on. I know it's a little awkward sometimes getting started out with your very first episode with the headset and the camera in your face. So, uh, but you did great. And I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. You know, again, it, uh, we just kind of talked about a little bit about his background and, you know, kind of what his experience are and what we're kind of looking forward to going forward here. So, so with that, I think I'm going to wrap this one up. And with that, get out there, be safe and have fun.